Thank you for joining us at First United Methodist Church of Locust Grove's Sermon Podcast. Our mission at this church is to live God's way, share God's story, and serve God's people. One of the ways that we live into this mission is that we offer our sermons for you to listen to, and we hope that one Sunday you come and join us at 1045 a.m. For more information about our church, you can go on our website at www.fumclgok.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Today's sermon is going to be done a little bit differently. We're going to look at the signs of the resurrection throughout the scriptures. These signs of the resurrection focus on the appearances of the resurrected Jesus during the 40 days of Easter, from Easter Day to the Ascension. And each sign reminds us of the different events of Christ's resurrection. And as we read these, I want to encourage you to to listen to maybe hear something that you haven't heard before in these stories. Look at the image on the screen and pay attention to where Jesus may be speaking to you. Because Easter, see, Easter, we get, we get a little bit confused. We assume that Easter is one day. No, Easter is a season leading up until Pentecost. And so let's start this second Sunday of Easter by listening to those stories. And if you notice in the the bulletin, after so many readings, we'll be singing the refrain from 364, Because He Lives, and you can remain seated as we sing that refrain. So let's listen to this first sign, the empty tomb from John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18, the appearance to Mary. Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciples left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciples ran faster than Peter and was the first to arrive at the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, and he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloth lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other cloths, but it was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one whom arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't understand the scripture that Jesus had, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. Mary stood outside near the tomb, crying. As she cried, she bent down and looked into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and one at the foot. The angel asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She replied, They have taken away my Lord and do not know where they've put him. As soon as she had said this, she turned away, turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabuni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not hold me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. 
Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I'm going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Then she told them what, she, what he said to her. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth just because he lives. Just read. Thank you. From the book of Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10, in the garden. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look in the tomb. Look, there was a earth, great earthquake, for an angel from the Lord came down from heaven. Coming to the stone, he rolled it away and sat on it. Now his face was like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. The guards were so terrified of him that they shook with fear and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. I know that you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here because he's been raised from the dead, just as he said. Come, see the place where they laid him. Now, hurry, go tell his disciples. He's been raised from the dead. He's going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. I've given the message to you. With great fear and excitement, they hurried away from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. But Jesus met them and greeted them. They came and grabbed his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers that I am going into Galilee. They will see me there. The walk to Emmaus found in Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 35. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about it and everything that had happened. And while they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place there over the last few days? And he said to them, what things? They said to him, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. 
Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interpreted for them the things written about himself in all of the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, it's nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And after he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, Weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road, and when he explained the scripture for us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, The Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth just because he lives. The Upper Room, John 20, 19-23, Appearance with Disciples. It was still the first day of the week, that evening while the disciples were behind closed doors, because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. The Upper Room, John 20, 29, 24 through 29. Oops. Yes. Jesus and Thomas. Thomas, the one called Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he replied, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus replied, do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. 
Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth living just because he lives. The Sea of Tiberias, John 21, 1 through 9, 19. Later, Jesus himself appeared again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. This is how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter told them, I'm going fishing. They said, we'll go with you. They sat out in a boat, but throughout the night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. Jesus called to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, no. He said, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they did, and there were so many fish that they couldn't haul them in the net. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he wrapped his coat around himself for he was naked and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat dragging the net full of fish, for they weren't far from the shore, only about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a fire there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. Simon Peter got up and pulled the net to shore. It was full of large fish, 153 of them. Yet the net hadn't torn even with so many fish. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples could bring themselves to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Take care of my sheep. He asked a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was sad that Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He replied, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. I assure you that when you were younger, you tied your own belt and walked around wherever you wanted. 
When you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and another will tie your belt and lead you where you don't want to go. He said this to show the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. After saying this, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Matthew 28 through 16, 20. Great Commission. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them. I've received in all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of the present age. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth. Just because he lives. Jerusalem, Luke 24, 36 through 49. While they were saying these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were terrified and afraid. They thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you startled? Why are you... Why are doubts arising in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It's really me. Touch me and see. For a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones like you see I have. As he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. Because they were wondering and questioning in the midst of their happiness, he said to them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. Taking it, he ate it in front of them. Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law from Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the, the scriptures. He said to them, This is what is written, The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and a change of heart and life for the forgiveness of sins must be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Look, I'm sending to you what my father promised, but you are to stay in the city until you have been furnished with heavenly power. 
While they were eating together, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait what the Father had promised. Jesus said, this is what you've heard from me. John baptized you with water, but in only a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel now? Jesus replied, It isn't for you to know the times or seasons that the Heavenly Father has set by his own authority. Rather, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes up upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. After Jesus said these things, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of sight. While he was going away, and as they were staring toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood next to them. They said, Galileans, why are you standing here, looking towards heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. As we hear these stories of the resurrection from Easter to the ascension, a few things come to mind. One, Jesus loved to eat. One of the ways that we can live out our discipleship is sharing meals together with one another. That's what Jesus did at the end. Someone could, actually, there's been a couple of books written about this. Jesus' last days on earth, he spends it eating with people. And in those stories, if you ever know, did you notice how the reception of Jesus was held? It was through love and care and excitement. And of course they had questions. But these resurrection signs that we read for you today, thank you, choir and Alan, for doing such a great job on reading today. These stories that we read to you are just the beginning of what God has in store for this world. You're part of this. You are part of these resurrection signs, whether you, you share God's love through having people over for a meal, whether you share God's love by going and visiting the sick and the poor, whether you share God's love by helping the lost and the least, whether you share God's love by being active in the community. If you notice that after Easter, it doesn't stop. So why do we? Why do we let our guard down? Why do we give up? Why do we just, oh, see you next Easter? Because that's convenient and easy. The hard thing about discipleship is that it's not easy. As you noticed, even in the story of Peter, the rock, the founder of the church, had issues with following Jesus. So much so that Jesus kind of had to recenter him again. Jesus, do you love me? Yes. Jesus, do you love me? Yes. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Well, then feed my sheep. Take care of these people. See, that's what God needs us to do. That's how we live out this resurrection. That's how we believe because he lives, we can face tomorrow. We don't just go back in our hole like the groundhog and wait for next groundhog day. Our faith demands us to be out and active in the community. And if you notice, they didn't just wait around for Pentecost. They didn't go to the upper room. They didn't sit around and say, all right, uh, let's just wait here, watch some TV, eat some meals, and wait for this Holy Spirit. 
No, they shared their experiences. They told the stories. They told the stories of when Jesus took the five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 people. They told the stories of when Jesus healed the demonic person, sent the demon into the pigs, and cast the pigs off the cliff. They told the story of that night when Jesus was with his friends and he took the cup and broke the bread and changed the way that we see communion. They told the stories. And now, almost 2,000 years later, you are byproducts of this resurrection. What's our challenge? Our challenge is to live it out and not sit around and wait for the Holy Spirit. Because it's going to show up whether you're ready for it or not. It's going to inspire you and encourage you to do things whether you're ready or not. Whether you have the tools to do it or not. Because you ever notice in the Bible... God never picks the people that are fully equipped. Have you ever noticed that God never really picks those people that are always really prepared? He picks those people that are never really worthy. Look at Moses. Moses didn't want to go tell Pharaoh no. But he did. Because the Spirit led him. Look at the disciples. Do you think the disciples wanted to go to their deaths after talking about Jesus? After what had happened at the resurrection? No. But the Spirit led them, and they let themselves go because they were reminded that God was always with them. And if you ever notice, in these resurrection signs, God is always going before us to prepare for us. So God has gone before us to prepare for us. How are you going to live out these resurrection signs? The, the answer is easy. Go and make disciples for the transformation of the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't just sit around and let it wait for it to happen because it's not going to happen. Go, engage, be involved, love on everyone. That's how we show our resurrection sign. That's how people will be able to tell our story after our time has come and gone. And realize this, that through it all, Jesus will be right there beside you helping you through every step and every breath that you take. And through it all, you will never be alone. God is always with you and always loves you and cares for you. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to First United Methodist Church of Locust Grove Sermon. We hope that you enjoyed the message, and we hope that God works on you and works through you as you help us live into our mission of living God's way, sharing God's story, and serving God's people. We hope to see you next Sunday at 1045 a.m. And for more information about our church, you can go online at www.fumclgok.org. Thank you, and have a good day.